Yo, what's going on, everybody? You know the name, you know the voice, you know exactly why I'm here. I'm a microphone messiah. My tag team partner is a Canadian destroyer, the first ever and what 12-time Bullet Cast champion, BT12, Brandon Tanguma. How you doing, man? Philip, I'm doing just fine. It's another Thursday, another episode of the Bullet Cast. We got some things to talk about, some great things, some not so great things. But first, uh, I heard we have uh, some new, some new digs, new song. Yeah, yeah, it played it played us into the episode, man. Yeah, shout out to Montezzi, bro. I'm uh, I'm gonna throw the whole track up on the uh, on the Bullet Cast um, audio feed, and I'll, I'll throw it up on the YouTube as well. Montezzi, he does good work, man. I love it. I, I love it. Shout out to him. Uh, yeah, it's a, uh, it's like a Snoop Dogg type beat, you know. Like, and I dig that. I'm like, okay, I can hear Snoop on a track like "Let's Get Nephew" as he as he's about to go in on a, on a verse or two or three or four or maybe more. Yes, what's up? So shout out to Montezzi. How you like the track, though? I, I like the track, as you said. You know, some some West Coast vibes, being that we are a West Coast podcast. Uh, you know, I like it, and I, I complained. I definitely didn't try to big league Philip. That you know, maybe his name or you know his likeness might have been mentioned a little bit on the first one, and then you know they don't talk about me. But you were talked about in this one, exactly. So. You know, I had to stand up for myself. I had yeah. to pull out Aaron Rodgers and just be like, look, if you don't concede to my demands, I'm walking out. And I mean, then here we are. We're back. He, he threw out the Mr. No Days Off, though. What? He took it back. He's, uh, he threw out a West Ghost for, for the homie West Ghost design. I mean, come on, man. You know, that, 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 shout out to Montezzi. Yo, if you need some custom music, go hit up the homie. He's what's up. I love that dude. All right, we have some SmackDown to talk about, ladies and gentlemen. So, um, last last Friday night, I, I feel like, isn't that the Katy Perry song? Mm-hmm. I feel like it did. last Friday, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so a uh, big match. John comes out there. He he wants Roman Reigns. He calls him out. Paul Heyman comes out there and says it's not going to happen. And then Paul Heyman is a gym singing Cena's theme song. Do 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 do. I loved it. Before we get to the Roman part of the night, what were your thoughts on Cena's promo and uh, the exchange with Paul Heyman? It was kind of more of the same from Cena. I mean, for better, for worse. And, you know, we'll talk about what Roman said afterwards, and I think it kind of plays into what Roman was talking about to where Cena was kind of – I mean, when he first came back, when we did the the recap of Money in the Bank, I was like, Cena is a big star. People like him, and – the, I think the thing that did throw up the segment was I think Cena has was kind of geared for like a more mixed reaction. And so he was kind of doing like the call and response of like Roman fans and Cena fans. But for the most part, everyone was kind of behind Cena. 
which I don't know if it's like WWE is so bad that they're just scaring off the hardcores that don't like Cena or Cena has kind of turned the tide and he's like a nostalgia act and everyone loves him. But that did kind of throw off the vibe of the uh, promo. But, you know, there's still when Cena is like motivated and like it's almost like Kenny. If Cena is serious, he's good. When he's not serious, he's not good. I mean, the, when Cena's tongue in cheek, there there are moments where it's it's like ah, okay, like the uh, the thing with Riddle. I, I actually kind of actually enjoyed that. I'm not gonna lie to you. I know I said something nice about Matt Riddle. Go figure. Um, but yeah, I mean, when Cena, like I said, when Cena's tapped in and he's dialed in and he's serious, that that that's some of his best work. The same for a lot of guys, like like Edge or anybody else. Um, so I mean, g- given what happened later on in the night, so Roman Reigns <laughs> comes out there. And Roman's like, it's the same old stuff, you know, the same theme song, the same get up, the same George. It's like 2005 John Cena. It's, <laughs> he said it's like missionary position every single night, which I, I, I popped for that. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I think the whole crowd popped for it. And I, I believe it got edited off of the uh, YouTube version of the uh, of the segment because it was too controversial. Ooh. Uh, yeah, so uh, Roman says no to John and then Finn Balor comes out there. I don't think anybody was expecting that. And uh, Finn's like, why don't you why don't you go after me or why don't you wrestle me? And uh, Roman's like, all right, challenge accepted. So it's most likely not going to happen at SummerSlam, but coming up in the very near future, we're going to get the Tribal Chief versus the Prince for the Universal title. What do you think about that? Yeah, I would assume that we're going to get Roman versus uh, Finn, you know, within probably the next couple weeks, you know, trying to go head to head with the Olympics. It, it makes sense trying to, you know, put out a big match there. And the thing that Roman was talking about that like Cena is like the same thing over and over and over again. And it's kind of boring. I was hope I'm hoping that that is going to lead to some sort of switch in Cena's character. Not, not saying he needs to turn heel. He's going to just, you know, do a complete makeover, but more of just like, he's a little bit like a little tweak. Like I'm, as I said, you know, you don't need to overhaul it, but just like some little things here and there to get Roman enticed or to, I don't know what Roman does like, or what Cena does to get Roman to agree to the match because it's still gonna happen. It's still gonna be seen in Roman at SummerSlam. We're fastly approaching what is it like three weeks, four weeks away? So I mean we're kind of running at a time for them to you know book the match, yada yada yada. So I was excited by what Roman said because I'm hoping this leads to a change in the Cena character. Yeah, Cena he'll I mean he'll get serious because that that's what usually happens with um these type of feuds, but I think Roman needs to like say something that'll really get on Cena's nerves to where he'll 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 get really serious. I don't know what that could be. Possibly the fact that you know you, you you're a fraud. You're you're doing exactly what you criticized Dwayne for doing. You know something like that. Um, but we shall wait and see. Um, Bianca Belair retains the um, SmackDown Women's Championship at Rolling Loud. She defeated Carmella. Um, what were your, what were your thoughts about the whole setup? What were your thoughts about that? So visually, I thought it was fantastic. I mean, just the sea of humanity. I don't know how many people were there. Like, let's like, just say a hundred thousand. It was like 200,000. Like I think that was the actual number. So, yeah, you know, hundreds of thousands of people there. It looked cool. You know, if you weren't like paying attention, you just kind of glanced by it and like saw pictures like, oh, yeah, that's like really cool. It's different, you know, at a stage. It's not like what NXT used to do where it was kind of like this little setup and it was like actually looked like a regular wrestling whatever setup but the thing is 
no one was there to watch wrestling. And it was clear. I mean, it's one thing if it's, you know, pushed off to the side and like 500 people are there and they're intrigued and they're having fun. I'd almost would rather see that than 100,000 people just not reacting on their phones and just not doing anything. So, yeah, I think they were, I think they reacted. I think the person that got the best reaction might've been, um, I want to say Bianca. Cause I mean, they, I was do- almost going to say Carmella got the best reaction for reasons. I mean, she's the most beautiful woman in all of WWE. Of course. I mean, I, I, you thought the street profits would have got a, a nice reaction, but it didn't really happen. It, it was- I, I will say shout out Wale for trying to finesse the crowd by trying to make them change. We want the smoke, which I guarantee you 95, if not a hundred percent of people do not know who the street profits are and people know what we want the smoke means. So they were trying to chant that and then lead that into the street profits. I mean, I, I see them. Yeah. Well, I see them trying to finesse the crowd. Wale, Wale knows. And then, I mean, I, I bet a lot of these people didn't even know Wale was a wrestling fan. I mean, if you know, you know, kind of like with Wale. I mean, the only time the, the his wrestling fandom is really portrayed out there is when he does Wale Mania during like WrestleMania weekend, which we have to WrestleMania next year, Brandon. We're going to Wale Mania? Mm, I mean, I don't know about that. You know, we might be, we got some COVID news to talk about. We might be in a shutdown again, you know, because people oh. can't get their stuff together. Oh, 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 oh. I don't know. If, if we're not in a shutdown again, we out to WrestleMania. I mean, if the plug can hook us up, then you know we'll we'll see. We'll see. We go to go to Wall Mania. I mean, it might it might be fire. We don't we don't know. We don't know. But uh, yeah, what, you, what were your thoughts on the match with Bianca and uh, Carmella? It was fine. I mean, I think it did take a step down because the crowd was non-reactive and it was a little you know it was a little sloppy. So I think if we're going to like compare between the two matches, I think I would take whatever two weeks ago's match over last week's match. So, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's so hard because it's almost like even though they're wrestling in front of 200,000 people, it was like they're wrestling in the Thunderdome again or even like the Performance Center. Pretty much. Pretty much. Right. Yeah. Mm. Uh, they ran it back at a live event. Live events are back, which, uh, you know, I'm, ha- I'm happy to see that. They ran it back, and uh, Carmella had a little bit of a wardrobe malfunction. But, I mean, for the way – have you seen that clip yet? Uh, no, I do not seek out the wardrobe malfunctions. Well, it, it came across the feed. And, uh, I mean, Carmella kind of underrated for the way she was able to uh, – she wasn't able to fix the malfunction. They just went through, like, a couple, like, variations of uh, pen attempts until Bianca got the win. And I'm like, okay, you know. Carmella pretty underrated for the way she was able to uh, think on the fly like that, man. Being the uh, the veteran of the ring over Bianca, you know, can we can we get Carmella back to the championship? Is this possible? I mean, you could, but I don't know with Bianca's current plans. If you really want to, uh, I mean, some that. at some point down the line, like when within the next year or two, could Carmella be the champion one more time? As possible. Kevin Garnett said, anything's possible. Absolutely. Um, Edge and Rollins, they had a segment. Tell us about this, Brandon. Well, they did have a segment. Edge comes out and he does Edge things. And then uh, he you know, cuts a promo. He talks about the match and all the BS that surrounded it. Then Seth Rollins comes out and he's, you know, ha, ha, ha. and then he does his, his whole shtick and he like, Threatens to kill Edge again. Because, well, he threatens to kill Edge because last time he almost did, but he didn't pull the trigger. So we are full steam ahead to Edge and uh, Seth Rollins at SummerSlam. Well, I mean, he was about to kill Edge back then, but Cena got in the ring and stopped him. So if Cena had been like two seconds late, Edge might be dead. 
T's and P's. T's and P's. T's and P's. Uh, I'm excited for this, man, because, I, I mean, like, when, when Seth was on that 2015 championship run, people were like, oh, he's the second coming of Sean. I'm like, I, I see Edge here. You know, the sinister, dastardly things that he was doing, like putting his uh, foot on the neck of a man who, uh, if, like, one, if one thing went wrong, he'd be paralyzed for life. You know, that's something Edge would have done back in 07, 08, 06, something like that. So it's it's kind of nice to see these uh these two styles and these two um, creative minds come together to create something that should be fantastic. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to see what they can do. You know, Seth a little bit more, probably the most athletic person that Edge has faced thus far in his comeback. So maybe you know create a little bit more movement, a little faster pace match. So uh, I'm excited yeah. to see what they can do. Could he be the most athletic person that he's ever faced in his career? Possibly. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's faced. I mean, I mean Edge's no, faced Ray Mysterio. He, 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 that's true. He's been in the ring with Ray. He's. I was going to say Sean. I mean, Sean was athletic, but not not in the la- the latter part. Just yeah. I mean, pr- possibly just Ray. Yeah. So this would be, this would be interesting to see. I'm I'm excited. All right, outside of the ring, WWE is going to be hosting a New Year's Day pay per view event, um, in Atlanta. Uh, I want to say New Year's Re- Revolution is 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 it coming back? Or New Year's Resolution, whatever it was called. New Year's Revolution? I, th- I believe it was Revolution. Yeah, it was Revolution. But yeah, are you, are you excited about this? Nice way to ring in the New Year. Oh, yeah. More shows, more pay-per-views. Can't wait. I don't know. Is there still like a TLC or whatever like the December pay-per-view is? Or is this the December pay-per-view? Well, technically, this would be January. Whatever. I, I can't mean, do math. If I, I'm I'm sure there's still going to be a December pay per view, but hey, man, more content, you know, more more shows equals more money for the for our for our favorite wrestlers. Why not, right? Mm-hmm. For our WWE overlords. Yes, absolutely. Um, it, it's it's cool, man. It's going to be something different. I like it. I'm a fan. No, you're not a fan. I mean, it's another show. I wish they would cut back on the shows. So, I mean, they're they're trying to be back in business. They're trying to be back. I mean, if they, if they want to, like, you know, run some cool themed Christmas slash New Year shows, that's cool. But do they don't be needing to put on, you know, Roadblocks and whatever other, like, house show pay-per-view. Hey, Roadblock was actually a good house, house show live event thing that they did. I enjoyed that. And then they did a they, then they did the pay-per-view Roadblock with the, if I remember, I think it was a... I think it was Jericho and Seth had a really good match at that at that show. I'm a fan of Roadblock. They should bring that back. Bring it back. Yes, um, Jeff Hardy. He he uh, made his. He had a big win last week with the return of No More Words, and now he has COVID. Yeah, so we won't be seeing him for a couple weeks. Yeah, I mean it sucks. It. I would assume this just completely threw off everything that they had planned with carrying across. I. Cross was probably going to get his win back, probably destroy Jeff Hardy and, you know, do whatever else he's going to do after that. And we'll talk about Raw later, but, you know, it sucks. You know, once again, another person getting COVID and I don't know what his vaccination status is. We're not going to get into that whole thing. But, you know, I I believe uh, there's a Japanese woman that wrestled that wrestled for AEW. She was in the tournament. She uh, she has COVID and she's like hospitalized right now. So, you know, it's still still a thing, guys. Yeah, I guess. I'm not, I, you know, I mean, 
just you really have to be careful, you know, just, uh, yeah, just, j- just watch it. Watch it. Please, please watch it. All right. Um, WWE is very heavily considering a queen of the ring. Uh, reports are going around that it is definitely going to happen at some point this year. I'm, I'm excited. I'm a fan. And we all know who has to win. We all know who has to win. Carmella. No. She's from I, I can't I'm I, I can't do it like like Brian does it, but you know, from the Queen City, Charlotte Flair. Yes, sir. What are your thoughts on the Queen of the Ring tournament, man? I'm excited. If we're not gonna get an all women's pay-per-view, might as well get some sort of, you know, special or so, no, it's not gonna be a special, but it's gonna be more like I think it's gonna be like starting on SmackDown. I don't know how it's exactly gonna culminate, but I'm hoping this is kind of a way for them to get some of the women involved, kind of have them you know, have some good matches, maybe just randomly build someone up to make a deep run because like they desperately need to be building up the women. The only thing is every single time we have a king of the ring, it always results in a king gimmick. I don't need, you know, Queen Carmella walking around everywhere. Queen you know, Charlotte. Well, I, I'm I would assume if Charlotte were to win, she's not gonna do a queen gimmick. But I wouldn't put it past them. I mean, I would. She would might just be like, I told you, I told all of you, I never needed, or she could say, I don't need a crown to say I'm the queen, but it's nice to have. I don't know, something like that. I don't know. We'll see. But oh uh, yeah, I mean, it should be fun. Uh, I mean, I, flashbacks of when Becky Lynch did raw commentary and took Jerry the King of Lawler's hat or crown. Oh Jesus, good times. Well, she she was the man, so that was appropriate. Mm-hmm. She's the king of the ring. Um, well. Technically, it's still Baron Corbin because he was the last winner. Poor Baron Corbin. We haven't talked about him. It's just it's Baron, a sad, sad state. I know. I know. Like some of the, and, and that that GoFundMe got rigged. Like I donated two hundred dollars to that. Yeah, I dumped my entire paycheck into there, and it it sucks. But okay, uh, <laughs> okay. I mean, it's two hundred dollars, so it's the same thing. <laughs> I mean, Baron Corbin. He's doing such good work right now, man. I want them to really just go for it. Just ta- just just tap into what, whatever's gonna happen. Like do vignettes of him at a soup kitchen, you know? Do 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 some vignettes of him getting kicked out of his in laws' house. It should be it should be great. It should be fantastic. I'm excited. Uh, Kiara Hogan, she was uh one half of the Knockouts Tag Team Champions alongside Tasha Steeles. She's leaving Impact Wrestling. Kiara Hogan, I've been a fan of hers for a couple years now. She does good work. Um, I, I like her in ring style, you know. It's it's a shame. Yeah, I haven't seen Impact much lately, but I did see her, you know, a year or two ago when I was watching. I was I was impressed. I would assume she's only gotten better since then, and she's destined going to either WWE or AEW. I would love to see her go to AEW just to bolster the women's division, but you know, she could possibly go uh, to WWE as well. So I think she's you know if she's not going to be with Impact, I would assume she's going to go to either of those two. ROH is a possibility, but I don't think Woman they're going to you know, throw around that type of money to get her to go jump ship from Impact to ROH. Oh, you never know. You never know. All right. Um, WWE is going to be doing a steroid trial series, obviously, about the uh, 1994 steroid trial with uh, Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Uh, Dark Side of the Ring is supposed to be releasing an episode about this later on when they return in September. Uh, yeah. What are your thoughts on this? So this is uh, coming from Blumhouse, you know, famous 
uh, whatever, whatever you call it, you know, they do movies and yada, yada, yada. But um, yeah, this is like a WWE sponsored thing, which is like really weird because I don't know what they get out of this by telling us this story of Vince, you know, in the steroid trial, unless they like really sugarcoated it. They really tell their own version of history, like how Stephanie on the, I think it was like the nine 11 special where she like equated, you know, trying to get past nine 11 to like her dad beating the, the Supreme court or whatever the American justice system. So yeah, the, the, the McMahons have like a weird thing about the steroid trial and I'm, very intrigued yet also very mortified to see what they do with this. I I wonder if it's going to be like FX style. Like, did you ever see the uh, like the, uh, the FX series about the um, OJ Simpson trial? Or uh, uh, OJ Simpson and the Versace one, and they're supposed to be doing a Bill Clinton one, but that one hasn't come out yet. Bill Clinton, oh, Versace, Versace, Versace. I don't think I saw the Versace one. I saw the Lifetime movie, which that that was one of the best biopics I've ever seen. Uh, have you have you seen that one? I don't watch Lifetime. I, I mean, I I don't watch another regular. Actually, I take that back. I did watch the KFC like fifteen minute special they did on Lifetime. Electric. The, Lifetime did a KFC special. Yeah, it was like with Mario Lopez as a colonel. That that okay. All right, I guess five stars. I I guess no, but yeah. Um, it should be interesting to see. Uh. Uh, let, let's let's wait and see. Uh, Braun Strowman could could be going to the bare knuckle fighting championship thing. Is this a possibility? He was at the uh, most recent event where uh, Paige Van Zant she fought. Uh, I I forget I forget the young woman's name. Van Zant lost. That's that, that's all I know. Uh, but yeah, you know Braun was in attendance, and the rumors are going around. Could we see Braun do this? It is a possibility. He posted something on Instagram saying like he's going to make an announcement soon on like his next steps. I mean, he's a big, he's a big burly boy. I don't know what type of fighting background he has. If I'm not saying this is going to be what he's doing, but you never know. I mean, they, they sign page. They've, you know, they're trying to really get a leg up and trying to make a name for themselves. So it wouldn't shock me if we see Adam sure your next at the next bare knuckle fighting event. Yes. Tony Vargas, friend of the podcast, friend of the show. He has been very adamant that just because you have muscles doesn't mean you can fight. So we shall see. Which is true. I mean, that's kind of how the whole basis of UFC started. You know, we get these big, big beefy boys taking on these little jujitsu dudes and they, uh, you know, tire them out and stretch them and boom, the little Gracie's win. Absolutely. All right. Inside of the ring, a carrying across segment was reshot due to uh, Jeff Hardy chance. Uh, from the crowd, yeah, it was a, an, a segment involving him and Samoa Joe that I think is going to be released on the August third episode of NXT. If you, uh, if 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 that's right, yes, yeah, so, I can uh, confirm it's the third. You can confirm it's the third. Yes, yeah, so, I mean that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would I, NXT, I would assume NXT had nothing to do with. Karen Cross losing to Jeff Hardy, and they're just kind of put in a crappy situation. I will say this is thus far the only like time we've seen like a crowd take over a WWE event, a WWE show. Like you know, maybe they're a little quiet on Raw, but we haven't seen maybe what we maybe thought we were going to see. So yeah, this is the uh, the first, and I would assume not the last time. 
we get uh, some disgruntled fans or some fans having fun trying to take over the show. Take over? Maybe NXT should do a show called Takeover. You know, that's like they're because they're like the bottom. They're like the third brand. Yes. They're going to take over like the entire. Con- oh, you know, that makes sense. Yeah, maybe they should do that. I don't know. We should see. We shall see. Um, Matt Cardona wins the GCW heavyweight title. He defeated uh, MDK all day. Nick F. Engage. Um yeah, man, I've I've seen clips. I haven't watched this, but uh, it 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 was interesting, man. Like I, you never like nobody pictured Zack Ryder would do anything like this. N- nobody ever thought the woo 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 guy would be in a death match, and he was. Uh, Ricky Shane Page's uh, faction. I forget the name of their their name of the faction, but he, they have history with Nick Gage. They come out and beat him down. Ricky Shane Page comes out, beats up some of his guys, and like, hey, what the f are you doing? He daps up Nick Gage, then attacks Nick Gage. And then uh, Cardona hits the Rough Rider for the one, two, three trash and beer and everything floods the ring while Cardona's holding up the GCW heavyweight championship. What a time, man. What a time to be alive. Yeah, this match is just so intriguing on like so many different psychological levels. And I'll be honest, I, w- I saw like the clips and I saw it on the internet and I was even like last week when we kind of previewed it, I was kind of intrigued to see what they would do with this match. And so I broke down and I bought it and I watched it. I believe this is the first like indie pay-per-view like I've bought since WrestleMania like 2019. So it's been a long time since I've, you know, put some money into fight and just kind of shows you the kind of hype and everything that they got surrounding the show. And I mean, the people who love Nick Gage love him. Everyone hated Matt Cardona, and I, I loved he came out or when he did his entrance, he started off with radio, his WWE theme for like five, 10 seconds, unbelievable heat. And then he switches it up to his th- his new theme song and the crowd is just flipping him off and yelling at him, yada, yada, yada. And it was it was a very intense scene. Now, I don't know. Like how many of those fans are like, you know, working and having fun or some of them actually like legitimately hate Matt Cardona, which, you know, that's their prerogative. I don't really try to get that worked up about wrestling. And then I also do find it kind of funny that the match before this, they had like the Effie and Effie match, which if you know, Effie, you know, very, he, he's a gay wrestler, very inclusive. And they were like telling that story in the match. And then in the main event, the commentators are just going balls to the wall, talking about how Matt Cardona is a P word, a coochie meow meow because he uh, collects wrestling dolls. So, uh, you know, not exactly uh, on, on the same page there, but yeah. Yeah, it was interesting to see the the, the Effie story with Ali Catch, who I'm, I'm a big fan of, and then going into the <laughs> – trying to tell the story, just burying Cardona because he collects re- uh, wrestling figures. It's a, it's a whole thing, man. Um, it's Given, you know, like the Daniel Bryan, CM Punk news, and now Cardona winning the GCW title, the, the three men that were the, probably the most talked about in wrestling in 2011, fast forward 10 years later – and now they're the most talked about yet again. Very interesting. Yeah, and I don't like death matches. Now, I didn't like this match that much either because of just the... Sure, easy, to, easy for me to say. Just the gruesomeness of it. But, uh, I mean, it was a spectacle to behold blood everywhere. You know, Cardona started off with a white t-shirt. It ended up just being straight red because of all just the blood and everything. And it was a scene. And at the very end with the... 
the crowd throwing the cans and everything. You know, so I, I think some people will say like, oh, that's that's cool. That's he, that's heat, brother. I, I don't like it. I mean, it only takes one idiot to throw something, you know, heavy, something that like hits him in the head. And it is kind of weird saying that, oh, you're going to hurt him, even though he just had a, a death match. But I mean, that, that's just not me. I, I just I didn't like that part. They were trying to recreate that ECW visual of all the chairs in the ring, brother. Mm-hmm. Or when Hogan joins the NWO, which throwing trash at Hogan's acceptable given, you know, reasons. Um, yeah. Uh, sp- speaking of Matt Cardona, his uh, wife, fiance, whatever she is, Chelsea Green injures herself yet again. She breaks her wrist uh, and she's going to be out for quite some time again. Yeah. Uh, can't catch a break. I know a Britt Baker also broke her wrist. So. I saw what you did there. Uh huh. Definitely meant to do that. So uh, hopefully she gets well and uh, everything else. Yep. Looks like WWE took my advice. There will be an NXT takeover. Um, the day after SummerSlam, it's going to be uh, Takeover Thirty Six, I believe. Uh, yeah. And you know we're gonna see one of the matches announced is going to be uh, was it Walter versus Ilya Dragunov for the uh, UK Championship. And I believe Karrion Cross versus Samoa Joe for the NXT titles happening. So uh, Joe taking that title off across. Of it is a, a possibility. You know, everyone's saying that Joe wasn't cleared to wrestle, but yet here he is a couple months later and he's wrestling. Uh, they also, I, get, I would say, th- threw down seeds. I mean, they just full on put a full blown potted plant that Dakota Kai is probably going to wrestle uh, Raquel Gonzalez for the title, the women's title. So, uh, that's going to happen there. So it's shaping up to be a, a pretty good show, I would say. Even though it's not going to be at like a big event, it's going to, I still think it's going to be at the Capitol Wrestling Center, but should be uh, probably one of the better shows that they put on. Yes, yes, yes. I mean, they'll, I'm sure they can get like some little arena in Vegas and do it. I think that'd be better. Meh. I mean, they could, but I don't, I don't think they're going to do that. They've been very coy. They haven't announced anything yet. I mean, I'm, I'm sure they can sell that out. Um, if they have the takeover in Vegas, you're definitely going, right? I mean, as I said, you know, I've been I've been kind of thinking about it, but then now with everything in the news, I'm like, yeah, I don't know if but I want to. That, be... That's Sunday. We're gonna have to record our SummerSlam recap. I mean, hopefully the hotel Wi-Fi is good enough, brother. Um, absolutely. All right, uh, let's speed through this. This day in wrestling in 1977, uh, Ric Flair defeats Bobo Brazil to win the United States Championship. Uh, I believe this was the first of Flair's six U.S. title runs. Uh, yeah, so he has the most U.S. and world championship runs in the history of the uh, business. Sergeant Slaughter makes his WWE debut in 1980. Um, the NWO, NWO theme song debuts on this day 25 years ago in 1996. We're on this day in 2002. Ric Flair loses to the undisputed champion, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, which is shout out. Uh, let, me, let, me, let me shout out uh, my homie Austin. Uh, he's, he's a part of the bloodline. He, he's about to go down and train with Rikishi at a, the, the Knox Pro Gym. So a uh, shout-out to him, man. Go uh, go, go, go chase the dream, brother. I'm, I'm happy for you. Uh, Impact Wrestling on this day in 2015, uh, Gail Kim defeats a whole bunch of knockouts to once again become knockouts champion. And Scott Steiner, the big bad Buddha daddy, is 59 years old today. Any thoughts about the things that happened on this day? Uh, happy birthday, Scott Steiner. I saw on the internet that someone put up a Spotify playlist of songs with the title that spell out the math promo. So that was that was a fun little tweet I saw this week. That was one of the that's one of the greatest things I've ever seen in my life. I did see that. I love it. I love it. I love it. 
Oh God, it's all great. It's it's all great. Uh, let's see what else we got here. We have some fan mail, right? I hope so. I, I would assume so, right? I believe so. Uh, we only have one fan mail. Our one person that wrote into us. You already know who it is. Um, and brightest day X, Mr. X. Yes, here we go. First of all, anyone who boos Nikki Cross for trying to spread positivity uh, should be punched in the head. Um, that being said, because of people's reactions, should they have had Nikki uh, chasing the title, getting people behind her to give her character momentum and and uh, build it up to the point where she wins the belt in doing so, she becomes a full-fledged superhero instead of putting the title on her so soon. Um. She could probably just lose it at SummerSlam and spoiler alert, lose it at SummerSlam and then probably just chase it for a little bit. What, what about you? Yeah, the Nikki Cross thing. I mean, especially this week, it was very confusing to see exactly what they were doing. I'm always kind of, I know it's money in the bank and you want to get that big pop of the cash in, but I always kind of think that maybe sometimes if you have a baby face winning, especially like a, almost a superhero baby face winning it, then maybe they should have a little more dignity and you know, cash in ahead of time. And I do agree with Mr. X. Like right now it's, it's not working in this iteration, but maybe if you kind of built her up a little bit more instead of just, you know, throwing her into it, then maybe they would get behind her a little. It's, I think it's rough because people like Nikki cross, like they genuinely like her, but yet I think they're more booing. I, this is very meta, but it's like, they're kind of booing the character and like what she's doing than like her herself. I mean, the, she came up with this. So aren't they booing her? Exactly. It's like a like when you boo bad creative gymnastics. Not, when you boo bad creative, you're not really booing. I mean, you are booing what's happening, but you're booing the person who came up with it. So this is her idea. So they're booing her. Um, I love seeing Nick Gage do what he does best on Dynamite last night. Do you think this was an one off, or will we see Gage uh, occasionally on AW programming from now on? Um, if if he never appears on there again, I'm okay with it. Yeah, I don't think he's going to be back maybe anytime soon. I don't know if this was like a, just a, a straight one-off. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about the match, but I, I don't think we're going to be seeing Nick Gage all that much in AEW, if at all. Should we be worried about Keith Lee uh, after his second loss this week on Raw to Cross? Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know if I'd say I don't know if, what, if I'd say worried. I'd almost be happy because that means maybe he's on his way out the door. Uh, Keith Lee did tweet this week that he's going to uh, tell his story, whatever that is, within the next couple weeks. So Ooh. stay tuned for that. I don't know if that means he knows something we don't know in terms of why he or you know why he can tell his story now. But uh, I mean, he he loses back to back matches. It's uh, yes, they are to Lashley and Cross, but. I, I just felt like he was one of those slam dunk guys like him, Kevin Owens, Riddle, you know, some of these other people that like you bring them up. If you just kind of keep them the way they were in NXT, it's a slam dunk. You got a, you know, a bona fide star top guy on your hands. And yet they just, they don't do anything with them. And it's just, it's very frustrated. And the well is running dry in WWE right now. Yeah. I, I don't know what's going on, man. Let him be him. Bring back the old music. He could be a space jam slam dunk. Space Jam? Yeah. Uh, Joe going to win the NXT title at TakeOver, isn't he? Pretty much, man. Also, a little uh, shameless self-promotion. If anyone in the BC Nation is a fan of MLW, they can check out four officially licensed designs I created and collabed with Nerds Clothing on Nerds Clothing's website. 
He has designs for uh, L.A. Park, the Von Erichs, uh, Tom Lawler, and Jacob Fatu, the MLW Heavyweight Champion. Shout out to um, Alexander Hammerstone. He won Battle Riot 3, so he has an opportunity at uh, Fatu. He's been wanting a champion versus champion match for the longest time. Fatu, MLW World Champion. Hammerstone, he is the open weight champion, not to mention Hammerstone's also the West Coast Pro Heavyweight Champion, Future Stars of Wrestling Heavyweight Champion, and the Global Syndicate Wrestling Heavyweight Champion. A real belt collector. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, so that should be interesting. Brandon, tell us what happened on Monday Night Raw. Well, on Monday Night Raw, we had the Hurt Business implode, even though it's already been imploded. We got uh, Lashley responding to Goldberg's little I'm next thing he said last week. No Goldberg this week, but uh, then for some reason, uh, Cedric Alexander comes out, and then Joan Benjamin comes out, and then we have a match. Handicap match. And uh, just like old Roman, he, whatever his shirt says, he, you know, knocked him out. Smashed him, he stacked him, and he pinned him. There you go. Put it on a t shirt. And uh, Lashley gets the win. Good for him. Just, I'm not saying that, you know, Benjamin or Alexander had anything coming to them in terms of, you know, a push, but really hard. This is like so much different than the WrestleMania main event than, than this, obviously. Oh yeah, I mean Roman. He 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 stacked up one of them a Hall of Famer, both of them being two former world champions in the main event of WrestleMania. Lashley stacked up don't, former two world scrubs. tag team champions. I, well, I wouldn't and call a cruiserweight champion and, and a cruiserweight champion and a United States champion. You know, and a man who did a tour of Japan. One of the greatest tag team wrestlers of all time, Shelton Benjamin. Team Angle, yeah. So uh, I mean. You know, they got some accolades behind them. I mean, come on. But, uh, yeah, uh, it, it happened. It did happen. At the uh, end of the show, we had uh, Charlotte Flair and Nikki Cross go one-on-one. We had, I, I forget if this was the opening segment. I, it was the opening segment where Nikki Cross comes out and she kind of does her uh, victory lap. Charlotte comes out. Rhea comes out. They, you know, yada, yada, yada. And the sets of a match. Charlotte taking on Nikki Cross in a contender's match, contender's something or another. They have some new stupid you know, cold language speak for all these matches now. And uh, Charlotte beats Nikki Cross. There's going to be a triple threat match between Rhea, Charlotte, and Nikki at SummerSlam. And then after the fact, Nikki Cross, like, stands up to her and said, oh, this shows that I'm almost a superhero and I almost beat you. So take that, Charlotte. And then what does she do? Charlotte just beats the hell out of Nikki again and just leaves her lane, like... Okay, I get it. We're supposed to like maybe build sympathy towards Nikki, but like, how? What am I supposed to feel about this? Like, okay, you almost you lost, and then you're like champion that you almost won. Like, what are we doing here? I don't know. I don't know what's happening. Um, a triple threat was made for SummerSlam. I guess that's the biggest news out of all of this. And uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, we already talked about it a little bit. Karrion Cross comes out and he uh, faces Keith Lee, the uh, I guess two of the three last NXT champions going head to head. No builds, no nothing, and then Karrion Cross just beats Keith Lee. Boom! Here we are, and Keith Lee out the door. Keith Lee just a jobber to the stars. What's no, I don't think that. Uh, we shall wait and see. We shall wait and see. 
hashtag analysis. Now let's move on over to AEW Dynamite. The uh, opening was uh, they were in North Carolina, and they opened with the 10-man tag, the Elite taking on Hangman Adam Page and the Dark Order. You got to say it like Justin Roberts. Hold on. What? North Carolina. <clears throat> no, I'm not. I'm not saying it. North Carolina, or however he, he 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 gives a little bit more nor on the north. My vocals aren't warmed up, or else I, I will say do I don't that. know if I ever said this before, but the WWE announcer Greg Hamilton, you know who I'm talking about. Yes, yes, he, he's, he's trash. Go- he is trash. Whoa, whoa! I hate him. Whoa! I hate whoa, how he emphasizes whoa. his words. Whoa, whoa, he's the one that came up with the, from the Queen City. How dare you? Look, when we talk about great ring announcers, well, obviously there's the Fink, RIP to the GOAT. I hate how he emphasizes the O's and the U's. Look, 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 look hold on, hold on. We, we Why had, does he look, say, Owens? Like, who the hell would say that? That makes no sense. That's how they want to be announced. You see, I, I, I listened to Kayla Braxton was on uh, Sam Roberts pod. Shout out Kayla. She she was on Sam Roberts podcast this week, and she talked about when she was a ring announcer how certain guys like to be announced, and I've, she brought up the Kevin Owens how you have to put emphasis on the O. Okay, so yeah, you can put, you can put emphasis on the O, but you don't have to do the O. Well, is Mike Rome better? I mean, I would say he's better than Greg Hamilton. No, no, Greg Hamilton is going to go down as one. Uh, Ten years from now, no, we'll, we'll be we'll we'll talk about like we're always bring back gonna, JoJo. Get Greg Hamilton out here. And bring back JoJo. No, absolutely not. Look, Whoa, don't hate on JoJo. He, he might be in the Tony. He might, he might be in the Tony Chimmel conversation because Chimmel was great. Chimmel was Chimmel's underrated. Should they just bring back Tony Chimmel? Absolutely. I mean, look, bring back Lillian. Well, yeah, I mean, Lillian, she she she, she was the goat, man. She she's another goat, and she used to announce the hell out of scene in Triple H back in the day. I love that. Justin Roberts, obviously, he he's great. I, I like Greg Hamilton. I'm I'm a fan. He he messes up the Undertaker too. Who? Greg Hamilton. How, how does he do it? Do it. He says us. like the Undertaker. I mean, it's like the the wavy U, which sounds are you, stupid. Are you not a fan? The following con. Uh, how how does he do it? Well, it's for the WWE Championship, something like that. I don't, I'm a fan of Greg Hamilton. I'm, I'm a fan. I'm going to just put it like that. Let us, let us know in the comments, in the emails, your thoughts on Greg Hamilton. If you're with me or with Philip, Greg Hamilton's the dude, bro. Don't, don't. I'm going to get him on this show so you can tell him this. Okay, that he's trash. What? That he's a, that he's a trash can? What? Don't, don't say that. Great voice. I like his voice. I just don't like the emphasis. On some of the ways he announces the people's names, but that's how the people want it to be done. So, I don't care; it's wrong. It it's, sounds like trash. Well, you need to tell the people these people that it's Kevin Owens' fault. Then, all right, Kevin Owens, it's your fault. Go yeah, back to Kevin Steen. I mean, he would have to leave the company for that. Exactly my point. Well, do you want him to leave the company? Everybody leave the company. Walk out. You want him to leave his dream job? Why Everybody you, walk out like it's Activision and Blizzard. Why would you want somebody to leave their dream? Why would you do that? That's because, a ter- it's a terrible thing to say to somebody. I mean, if you... Hey, hey I don't like the way you're treated. Leave your dream job. Yeah, exactly. That's that's terrible, man. Talk about this elite... Oh, by the way, Kenny Omega's basketball skills are utter trash. You want to talk about some real garbage? What was he doing? He should never hold a basketball again. 
Well, the man is more of a, a hockey person. He's more of a goalie. So why? Because he's from Canada. That well, everybody no, from Canada actually, likes hockey. Actually, Philip, if you do your research, Kenny was actually a pretty good hockey goalie. He's not that interesting. Why would I even care? Why would I even care? I never want. I never want to see him do anything other than I. I, I don't even like to see him wrestle. I don't want to see. I, I just don't want to see Kenny Omega at all. I don't want to see him do any forms of athletics. I don't want to see him sit around and play video games. I don't want to hear him talk about being a nerd. Get the title off of this guy, and your ratings will go up. You might be able to crack three mil if you get rid of Kenny Omega. It's just that simple. God. Anyways, they started the show off with we started this 10 minutes ago, but they started Dynamite off with the 10-man uh, tag. Hangman and the Dark Order taking on the Elite. I uh, really enjoyed both entrances. I loved the little video package they put together for uh, Hangman, just, you know, the cowboy aesthetic, and they all just come out united. And I didn't even put two and two together. They're wearing, like, purple and green for the Monstars. And then perfect corporate synergy, the Elite come out uh, as the the Toon Squad, the Elite Squad, and they're doing their whole basketball thing. They get the, are you ready for this song? So, you know, paying out the big bucks. And I saw some people on the internet, or at least on the comments section, like, kind of trolling this. I loved it. I know I'm, this is like my perfect demographic. I love Space Jam. Oh, I, well, okay. Excuse me. Before Mr. WWE does the whole thing, I am going to equate this to the zombies. Okay. The zombies was stupid and unrealistic. It was in the Thunderdome in front of no one. Who cares? And also, we're not, I'm not like, oh yeah, they're so oh, no, cool. No, 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 no. Look, the next time something stupid happens in WWE, and you and you crap on it. I'm gonna bring this back. If mark, you let mark me, the date, mark if the episode. You let me explain myself. You can't. It ex- was you can't stupid. explain this. It was stupid, but I enjoyed it because they're heels and they look like complete buffoons. No, no. Kenny Omega always looks like a buffoon. What? No. And they're playing on my nostalgia because I love Space Jam. Even the new one is god awful it is a trash can why you gotta talk about lebron greg, like that it's even worse than greg hamilton's announcing whoa 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 hold, hold on why are you talking about lebron like that what did lebron Bron ever do to you it's not exactly lebron well i mean it, it, lebron has something to do with it i will say way better actor than michael jordan i will say that oh. but because right. everything surrounding the movie didn't need to be two hours long they didn't need need to you do hear something what if you Trash, Michael Jordan, or Space Jam. I might walk off this podcast. <laughs> you want to really hear something? <laughs> when it comes to Space Jam, never seen the whole movie. Yeah. Never seen the whole movie. Wait, whoa, whoa, wait. Where'd you come back? Hold, hold on. Wait a second. I love Michael Jordan. He's, he's the greatest of all time. Six rings. Uh, nothing against Jordan. It's just I, I, I saw maybe maybe five to ten minutes of it. And uh, I, I left or turned on something else. I forgot what happened. This this was quite a long time ago. This this was like eighteen years ago, seventeen years ago. Brandon, come back here. You have to finish this show. You can't just uncultured, walk out. uncultured, Unco- uncultured. How dare I? Space Jam is a lovely movie. Yeah, I might be a couple years older than you, so maybe that's why you haven't watched it like I did. No, but it's Space not Jam even that. is a great kids movie i said a top three kids movie for me of all time for me personally it's it goes space jam sandlot lion king 
and Toy Story. So four. Okay, well, Lion King's trash. Look, it's not sad. He stopped drawing the lion. Okay? He didn't die. He stopped drawing him. The same with Bambi. Look, the guy stopped drawing the deer. Oh, well. Too bad. Now, I'd be uncultured if I'd never seen the Goofy movie or something like that. Hey, maybe Goofy. You know what? If we're making a top five, Goofy movie's number five. Goofy movie's probably the, That's one of my favorite animated films of all time. Like, how dare you? I can't believe you were saying uncultured. That's the name of this episode. Uncultured. Boom. Done. Jesus. You know, we you could come on complex conversations and we can have this real debate. We, we, we can go there. Okay. We're going to just have a complete another breakdown of children's movies? Yes. Yes, we are. I mean, you don't want none. I, 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 I kind of do. Like, I'll put over Jimmy Neutron. I'll put over the Goofy movie. I'll, I'll put over, I'll put over all, all the movies, man. Except, you know, I'll put over the ones that are actually good. Let me say that. What about, have you seen? I know you're not the baseball fan. Have you seen The Sandlot? Of course, that's a, that's a cult classic. Okay, then they so, made they made like four of them, the right? Sandlot. I don't care about the other three. The no, it's the one that counts. It, well, the one, the one is that can, they made one for like an all girls one, right? Or they made like a one with a girls team, correct? I don't know. They did I, one about the seventies, and then like maybe one from the eighties, and I didn't watch any other ones after that. Well, I mean, the the one the, the one is the only one that matters. That that this is true. Shout you out know? Wendy Peppercorn. Absolutely. <laughs> Shout out Wendy Peppercorn. Oh, you're killing I don't know me. What she's doing, but you're killing me, Smalls. Wendy. Pe- Anyways, there was a match. There was a, there was a ten man tag match. Yes, <clears throat> Team, teams, teams teams of teams of five strive to stay alive. And uh, we get, we're not going to go through everything, but uh, the, the finishing sequence sees Hangman just all alone going up against Kenny and the Young Bucks. Uh, Hangman's able to pin Matt, but unable to uh, get Nick or Kenny. We, uh, he kicks out of everything. Uh, they almost had to bring out the kitchen sink from the back, but uh, after a one-week angel and some V-triggers and some belt shots and everything else, uh, Hangman goes down. We still are whatever five weeks away from All Out, so there's still time. Uh, they didn't explicitly say that if Hangman loses, he doesn't get a title shot. So I would assume we're st- we're still on the right track. You need to give the people that match. Now, once we get there, we can have a conversation of if Hangman should win or not. But that match is still going to happen, even though Hangman did not win this match, and I loved it. The crowd was on fire. The crowd was very hot for this. I looked it up. Wendy Peppercorn is doing very well. I do believe I, I Googled her like, I don't know, a year ago. And I was like, oh, good yeah. for you, Wendy. Good good for Wendy. She She's a, she's all right. Oh, uh, yeah, man. I mean, th- th- this was a good match. Uh, Johnny Hungy, I'm, I'm glad to see him back and, and well and just being on fire. Stu Grayson with the beautiful corkscrew plancha, a springboard corkscrew plancha. I'm on my Excalibur-ish. Uh, yeah, it, it, this all – Flowed well together. Uh, Kenny trying to use one of the world tag titles, not getting it, and the referee takes it from him. And then he uses, I think he used the AEW title. Yeah, man. I mean, just it, 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 it was nice. I enjoyed this, despite the you know the basketball gimmick. I enjoyed this. Uh, then we get Ricky Stark's championship celebration, and Ricky Stark cuts a promo. No, no Hobbs. He was off recruiting, and uh, then Brian Cage comes out and he just destroys the band that was a. Uh, Around line of the night goes to Jim Ross saying that trombones do not belong in wrestling. They don't. So I guess we just hate Xavier Woods on this podcast. Well, no, I love Xavier Woods. You just hate the trombone. 
I mean, French Francesca. Does he? I don't even think he does that anymore. I believe he still does. I haven't seen. I haven't seen it in a very long time. Well, Jim Ross will be really happy about that. Uh, Absolutely. Uh, anything on the championship celebration? It was very kind of short and sweet. Ricky Stars cuts the promo, and then Brian Cage just unleashes hell. And for some reason, the invisible barricade of the ring ropes was a uh, kept Brian Cage from chasing at Ricky Starks. Pretty much. It's usually how it goes. We get a uh, tag team match. FTR taking on Santana and Ortiz. Very well hyped. I love the bill that these uh, two teams have done. But unfortunately, the match did not live up to the hype because uh, Cash Wheeler uh, suffered an arm injury. He kind of got his arm scraped up and it just was kind of gushing. And it was looked really nasty and they kind of had a uh, cut to an early finish. So, I mean, this sucks. FTR does get the win, which I would assume was the plan, not the planned finish in terms of what happened, but FTR gets the win. And uh, yeah, so yeah, I mean, it sucks that uh, this kind of happened because this match would have been so much better if they didn't get the injury. Uh, maybe hopefully he can heal up and we can get it on all out. That is a possibility, but I would assume they probably want the Young Bucks doing something. Maybe FTR is the challenging for the the championship against the Young Bucks, ah! even though heel heel, that's probably not going to work out so much. But uh, yeah, that's, that's why I would have thought Santana Ortiz would have won this match because I think having them take on the Young Bucks for the tag titles could uh, could be really good. Or maybe, maybe they. I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know. Maybe they do something on the pre-show. Winner gets the uh, the tag champs on the on the actual card, something like that. Something like that. They uh, teased a very big announcement regarding uh, Rampage, the second ever episode of Rampage taking place on August 20th. And they announced that it is going to be taking place at the United Center in Chicago, Illinois. This is different than where WWE runs for Chicago. This is the United Center, actually where the Blackhawks and the Chicago Bulls play. They are calling it the first dance, obviously a play on the last dance, the Michael Jordan documentary. Uh, They cut to the crowd all chanting CM Punk. And then for some reason, they go to Darby Allen and he talks about the Rampage show. And he says he's there. He's ready for a fight, even if you are the call yourself the best in the world. So Shane McMahon is obviously popping up on Rampage, right? Yeah, pretty much. But uh, to be serious for a moment, shout out Lance Storm. Uh, do you like them actually like just straight up telling everyone without telling them that CM Punk is going to be at this show? We don't know that. We don't know. They, they've told everyone without telling everyone that he was going to be at all in and all out and or the other they, all they did not. I mean, you can people might have jumped to conclusions. This was a clear hint that punk is going to be at this show. Or maybe they were just trolling the fans. They, they can't troll people. I'm all for a little bit of trolling, but uh, I mean, the whole if punk loses, we riot. If punk doesn't show up, they might riot. Or, or they do this, but he really shows up at All Out. I think just seems straightforward. You have Punk show up, have him take on Darby at All Out. Boom. I think, that's have, little, I think that's a little too soon. And then we have Brian show up at Arthur Ashe Stadium in New York if the whole world has been shut down again. Or he shows up in Oregon whenever they come to the West Coast. Or no, Aberdeen, Washington, my bad. Don't yeah. confuse Oregon and Washington. They will not like you if you do that. Oh. I mean, I love Oregon. There's no tax up there. So we're going to move to Oregon now? I do want to go to the last blockbuster that's in Oregon. I do want to make that trip. You coming? 
more of a Hollywood video guy myself. I was a Hollywood video guy. I mean, that, uh, but if you find one of those that still exist, we out. I don't care where it is. Mm-hmm. Even say, if it's yeah. in Saudi Arabia. Oh, wait, wait a second. Maybe uh, that's where we draw the line. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we get a, a U.S. championship match, a IWGP U.S. title match between Lance Archer and Hikaleo. Hikaleo brings out uh, King Kaku. Is that his dad? His that's uncle his dad. Like, Okay, just making sure I don't know what the exact relation was, but uh, Lance Archer gets the win. Yeah, I mean, it was a match, you know, kind of hard hitting, a little quick. Archer, you know, gets put over strong and uh, good for him. We then we cut to uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi and he challenges Lance Archer. So he will face him at the whatever the first U.S. New Japan show in like since COVID. I think he said he had to travel to Tokyo, right? I don't know. Something like that. Yeah. But uh, shout out to uh, Hikaleu coming out to the uh, the Gorillas of Destiny theme. That's a bop. It's it's a banger. I love it. Um, he he's a very tall human being. He's a he's a tall human being. A tall, tall boy. Lad. Tall boy. We go to Alex Marvez, who uh, goes to interview Cody. Cody spits out like two words. Still wearing the all white suit, and uh, Malachi Black kicks him, beats him up. They go out to the stage. Big crowd pop, and surprisingly, Cody. In the South, you know, seemingly Rhodes territory. Well, I guess it is flare country, so they probably don't like Dusty Rhodes all that much. But uh, Malachi Black getting the big pop when he's on offense, and Cody gets booed when he is on offense. So uh, is this a sign of things to come? That maybe they're going to have to push forward with maybe a, a Rhodes heel turn if the crowd isn't really liking him that much? Or is this just more of a fact they like Black more? Um, this, per- this particular crowd may have just liked Aleister Black a little bit more. Uh, I don't know. We'll we'll, we'll see. We're, they're in Jacksonville next week, and I, apparently they're having a match next week. Uh, so I don't know. We'll see. We shall see. Um, I, I don't know. Did, do you want to see Cody turn heel? I'm expecting it sooner rather than later. I'm not saying we need to do it by the end of the year. I think AEW has kind of done a decent enough job like not turning everyone all the time. But Cody is kind of one of those guys that – especially with the title uh, stipulation kind of hanging over his head, that the easiest way for him to do that, to get a title shot and ultimately be champions for him to do it as a heel and just flex that he's an EVP and just be like, you know, I just changed the rules because I own this. So screw you guys. I'm going to get my title shot. Yeah. And he's a pretty boy. Pretty boys can't be baby faces. Exactly. Unless you're the rock. Or Stone Cold, you know, Stone Cold, just a beautiful, beautiful bald headed man. (laughs) What? <laughs> Why did you say that? I don't know. I, I'm watching SummerSlam 2015. You, you, so Big Show and Ryback aren't beautiful bald-headed men? I mean, Big Show, when he had his hair. Oof. Oh. Captain Insano shows no mercy. Man, let me tell you something, brother. That, that was, that was, those were some luscious locks, dude. I'm telling you. Ryback's not a beautiful bald-headed man? I mean, he's a bald-headed man. He's not a beautiful bald-headed man? Yeah, you know, just too too many muscles for me. I'm not, oh, not really. Okay. What, about, what about Goldberg? There we go. That's, you know, still kind of shredded up, but, you know, a little bit more slender. You know, he's, what about he's, Lashley? He's a, uh, you, know, you know, I've always said Lashley was my favorite wrestler as a kid, so. Some, that's some chocolate. Okay, I mean, Shelton Benjamin, he's a bald-headed man now. Mm-hmm. What about me when I was a bald-headed man? Beautiful. 
Thank you. On top of all of them. Thank you. Chocolate and voluptuous. Absolutely. Uh, we get Christian Cage, not a bald-headed man, taking on a – or with Jurassic Express, taking on the uh, the Hardy family office. Yes. Mm-hmm. HFO for the people at home keeping track. And uh, Christian Cage and Jurassic Express get to the dubski. Uh, so good for them. Baby faces get the win. Christian Cage then uh, gets decked by the blades. So get ready for that feud. It's going to be a barn burner, ladies and gentlemen. Of course it will because Christian Cage – I mean, the blade's bald. What are your thoughts on him? I mean, obviously, he's a beautiful, bald-headed man if he's with the bunny. Absolutely. I mean, Christian Cage, he outworks everyone. I'm sure it'll be a, I'm sure it'll be a happening. Uh, then we get the newest AEW signing, signee, Thunder Rosa, takes on uh, Julia Hart, the uh, the cheerleader for the uh, Varsity Blondes. And uh, Thunder Rosa gets a win. She uh, got a pretty big reaction from the crowd. She seems over. Like Rover getting the win. Uh, we did get Britt Baker. She did cut a promo earlier on in the show. I don't know if they want to go straight ahead into this match, but Thunder Rose and Britt Baker is the biggest women's match they can put on. Yes, yes, it is. Uh, they can run it back. Nobody, nobody's uh, nobody's going to have a problem with that. Britt Baker did tease that uh, somebody is going to be uh, joining her corner to help protect her and Rebel. Who might that, that be? be? Awesome Kong. Lita. Rip. What? I don't know. Makes no sense. That doesn't make any sense. I was almost going to say Trish, but Trish made even less sense. I can see Lita jumping ship. Uh, I mean, uh, why not Awesome Kong? Paige. Theoretically, wouldn't it need to be somebody? We need more pages in AEW, so we bring back Paige. But she wouldn't be Paige. She'd be... uh, so what's her real name? Soraya Some, Page. Soraya Knight. That's Soraya Page. We can still call her finisher the Page Turner, probably. I guess. There we go. Um, but yeah, no. Nah, theoretically, it would need to be somebody bigger. And Awesome Kong's the only person I could think of, unless I get Lady. Uh, what's her name in TNA? Lady. Uh, Lady Tapa. Unless they they find her or something. Bring back Mama Thickness, Jordan Grace. AEW bound shout out uh state world country record holder for uh, women in her weight class so shout out jordan grace shout out jordan pump shout out jordan grace love jordan grace uh in the main event we had a labor two of the five labors of jericho jericho the pain maker taking on nick f and gage uh, mjf once again on commentary and uh, this was a no rules death match. If you were to compare the two between this match and Cardona on Saturday, a little bit more tame. There was blood. It wasn't like as gruesome and as graphic as the one on Saturday was. So I would, I mean, I think if you were expecting the Cardona match on AEW, you were just vastly disappointed. But I would was assuming that it was going to be a little bit more neutered, a little more tame version. But also, you know, Nick isn't the best wrestler in the world so when you they were i don't even think he's trained right yeah so you know and actually like did a little bit of wrestling moves like at the very very beginning of the match it wasn't the slickest but uh the crowd the crowd liked it uh you know i I think it is hard because gage was coming off of that fantastic match on saturday to then come back on you know a lesser a lesser match you know jericho was a little older they're not going to do as many things on TNT as they would do at GCW. So, but for what it was, 
it was fine. But then you also got to take into account that like they've done a hardcore match, like what, like three out of the last four weeks. So yeah. it's kind of, it's kind of been a lot. Yeah. I mean, this was a, uh, I mean, this was gruesome for Jericho because at one point in time, he, he said the, the most like hardcore thing he would do was take that tack bump when he had that asylum match with the uh, Moxley Ambrose back in back in 2016. Uh, yeah, I mean, just to see Jericho like get cut open with a pizza cutter and like light tubes and get pile driven on glass and all that other stuff and have light tubes be- being stuck in his top of his head and his forehead. I'm like, oh, my God. And at his age, I'm like, oh, Jesus. But, um, you know, Jericho, he, he's a trooper. He he did it for the sake of the, the fans, for all the Jericho-holics. And, uh, yeah. And uh, Jericho gets the win. Uh, finish was maybe it was a little rushed because maybe they were a little, uh, you know, running short on running time. long on time. But uh, then MJF comes out, cuts a promo. Number three will be next week. And uh, they did a little callback. They will face, or Jericho will face, Juventud Guerrera, which is going to be a sight to behold. And uh, also Jericho, which I think kind of got lost in the promo, Jericho has to win via a top row f- finisher or a move. Yes. So I don't know what he's going to pull out, if he's going to do like a moonsault or a frog splash. He or... might bust out a moonsault. The, the juice is loose, bro. The, and we're not talking about OJ. The juice is going to be loose on Dynamite in uh, Jacksonville. We saw Juventud Guerrero once. We did? Yeah. Was this at APW show? The Cowboys. You know, we've just been, I have been to so many shows, Phil. They just all run together, brother. It, it, was, it was Rey Mysterio and Juventude versus the Lucha Bros. Uh, How do you yeah. forget? How do you forget? And then we waited that? in line for like 20 minutes for Ray, and then Ray was like, Yeah, I ain't doing, I ain't doing no meet and greets. Pretty much. Yeah. He, uh, he, 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 he big league this. I'm like, Oh, come on, Ray. You're too little to big league us. We get hate my short boys like that. Superstar Spotlight, Superstar Spotlight. Who do we got? Who do we got? Who do we got? Dun, 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 dun. I'll give it to uh, I'll give it to Le Champion. I'll give it to Chris Jericho. Uh, gruesome match, but pulled out the dub against MDK, Nick Effingage all day. <laughs> Homie needs to get his teeth fixed, by the way. And I'll go with Nick Gage's other opponent for the week. I'm going to go with Matt Cardona. You know, just absolutely insane what he did on Saturday. The, the crowd heat is like just... I don't know if I want to say is just recreation. Just what he's doing right now is just incredible. And yeah, I mean, he's kind of the talk of the indie scene right now. When I, you know, I would have almost thought like no way Jose had a better chance to be in the talk of the indie scene than Matt Cardona. So shout out to him. I think he's done a fantastic job thus far post WWE. Yes, sir. That's about a promo pick of the week. Well, promo pick of the week. Crazy enough. Uh, I picked this before. AEW uh, started on Dynamite, and I was actually looking for a Dana Bryan promo or Brian Danielson promo. Couldn't really find too much, but I did stumble across a John Moxley promo from Dragon Gate USA from 2010, and uh, surprisingly, it was very similar to the promo he cut on Dynamite this week when he just kind of was throwing arrows all over the place at New Japan and Tanahashi and you know Archer and yada yada yada. Very similar to what he was doing in this promo. He was just all over the place, just kind of yelling at everybody and then at the end he kind of puts his attention more towards brian danielson and just you know shows moxley's been doing this thing for over 10 years cutting great promos and just kind of putting the two together you know comparing what he did in 2010 to what he did yesterday it was almost a mirror image of each other it was kind of it was kind of awesome to see pretty much yeah i feel like he his voice got deeper over time 
because his voice was a little high back then. I don't know what was going on. Maybe he hit puberty late. But, uh, yeah, I mean, this th this did very well mirror each other, and I, th I thought it was cool. Yes, sir. Now, our match pick of the week, Luthez versus Buddy Rogers for the NWA World Heavyweight Championship, June 21st, 1950. It's a two out of three falls match. Um, one fall occurs from an airplane spin, and just just to see like the quickness and the, and the crispness of the grappling and the, just the mat wrestling back then, it gives you a true appreciation for the art form of professional wrestling. I loved it. Philip, is this the oldest match we have picked for match pick of the week? Um, this might be the first match we picked from the fifties. I think I think I've done some sixties, but I don't think we've ever gone to the fifties. Yeah, yeah, I haven't. I, my next match pick in two weeks, I, I got another one from the 50s that I'm throwing out there. So, okay. so yeah, I think this is the oldest match. And then I'm trying to, I'm trying to go even, I'm trying to go even earlier. I'm trying to go, gosh, Hackenschmidt. Yeah, I'm okay. trying to. They ain't uh, no moving pictures of those. No, 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 no. I, uh, I, I was on a YouTube rabbit hole the other day and I saw something from 1939. I gotta, I gotta try to find it. Okay, so stay tuned, everybody. We got some Gotch and Hackenschmidt coming down the pipeline. I don't even think it was Gotch and Hackenschmidt. It was, it was somebody, though. It was interesting. But what, you, what were your thoughts on this match? You know, it, it, it was a, a, I don't know if I say a fantastic match because it's just so different than what we've seen in wrestling today. But for the time and place, I mean, Fez and Buddy Rogers, two of the biggest names in wrestling at the time. You know, they were just a bunch of spot monkeys doing airplane spins and grappling holds. I mean, just killing the business. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's really fun to like kind of go back way into the hot tub time machine and see this, you know, a match I've never seen before and, you know, an era that I've honestly never really seen before. Yeah, this is a little under 12 years before Rogers becomes the first ever WWE champion. So that's cool. Hashtag analysis. That, that is cool. Um, yeah, um, guys, I got a new gig uh, within the ropes every Friday night. I'll be with uh, Brian Tronic, the uh, host of that podcast, the current Mullicast champion, recapping SmackDown. Uh, three weekly podcasts, this one within the ropes and, of course, in the click. Um, they call me the trifecta chief now. Yes, sir, you, you already know. Uh, please follow us on Twitter at BulletCast, Instagram, the BulletCast, YouTube channel, the BulletCast, emails, BulletCast2, as in the number two, uh, suite, SWT at gmail.com, 104.7 FM KAPU in Watsonville every Friday night from 11 p.m. to midnight. iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Anchor, Spotify, Patreon, all over the damn place. Got an interview coming up next week. Um, I'm very excited about that one. It's, it's from some uh, GSW ties that I got. And not to mention, um, in Stockton Con coming up, in September, uh, Booker T. He will be making an appearance for both nights of that West Coast design and off the dead there. They got a booth set up for Stockton Con for both nights. Not to mention, you got Jerry the King Lawler. You got uh, Hall and Nash. And also, I've heard a female wrestler will be in attendance for Stockton Con, along with all the great voiceover actors and um, actors and all the great merchants as well. Stockton Con, you don't want to miss that September 11th and 12th. Yeah. And uh, yeah, a, a lot of good stuff is coming up for the BC. Hope you enjoyed the new theme song. Stay clean, stay strong, stay safe, get vaxxed and waxed. Diamonds are forever. So is the microphone messiah. Good night, everybody. Uh, the microphone messiah. Yeah, yeah. It's the microphone messiah. And Mr. No Days Off. Uh. Microphone messiah. Mr. No Days Off. Phil, Brandon, what's good, y'all? Let's go. Bullet cast host.
Look, this is the time for us to be great on podcast. Let you know this is the time and how the vibe lasts. This is the feeling, the time, and when we on it, you know we got no time for no opponent. It's the feeling. This is the time of the greats on everything that we say. You know we about getting paid. Every opinion of wrestling. You know we got the truth in it. Every time you know that we on, this is the movement. You know the bullet path podcast been on. You know the time we on the feeling. This is the time of dealing. We live in life of everything that we feel. Let's move right. This has been the Bullet Cast. Thank you for listening. Microphone Messiah.